devotional podcast to make sure you have the spiritual nourishment that you need to make it through these difficult times. On Wednesdays, we've been moving through the book of Ecclesiastes, and we noted that the theme of this book is Solomon's pursuit of meaning in life through everything under the sun. That is, in all things apart from the Lord, only to find it meaningless, vanity. Today's passage starts with a break from the meaningless theme and focuses on having the right view of religion and rulers. But by the end, he encourages the reader to have the right view of riches or else face, you guessed it, meaninglessness. If you have to know the meaning behind all the meaninglessness, you can read Solomon's conclusion of the matter in chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. Again, I want to encourage you to read the entire book of Ecclesiastes in one setting to get a fuller picture of a futile life apart from the Lord. Today we are on Ecclesiastes chapter 5, starting with the first seven verses. Let's go to the scripture. Verse 1. Guard your steps when you go to the house of the Lord. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know what they are doing is evil. Be rash not with your own mouth, nor let your own heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven, and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. For a dream comes with much busyness, and a fool's voice with many words. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay in paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It's better that you should not vow than you should vow and not pay. Let not your mouth lead you into sin, and do not say before the messenger that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity. But God is the one that you must fear. When we pray, how often is it that we don't let the Lord get a word in? I know I can be busy rushing through a prayer list and asking for help with all my to-do lists. Sometimes I whine and complain about everything going wrong in my little world. But Solomon instructs us to come before the Lord carefully with a listening ear. We've probably all been told that we have two ears and one mouth so that we should listen twice as much as we speak. And yet, how often do we apply it? Now, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I've certainly felt the Spirit's prompting. And I cannot be sensitive to the Spirit when the noise of the world or my own voice drowns him out. When it comes to vows, there aren't any compulsory or required vows of the believer in Scripture. They're all voluntary. However, if a person on their own free will makes a vow to the Lord or to others, they should keep it. To make a vow and fail to keep it is to incur judgment on oneself that was not necessary in the first place. But if you do feel compelled to make a vow, do so thoughtfully and prayerfully. And if necessary, seek counsel first. Verses 8 and 9 shift to rulers or government and oppression. He says that we should not be amazed when we see the oppression and violations of justice and righteousness when there is in place a hierarchy of authority. We shouldn't be surprised when our own government, or any government for that matter, abuses its power and oppresses its people because it's comprised of sinful men and women. Regarding politicians, we should be careful as we may turn a blind eye towards certain elected officials and their flaws or minimize them out of loyalty. Remember, they walk around in the same flesh and blood that you and I have and are susceptible to the lure of power. On the other hand, Solomon notes in verse 9 that all of this is gained for the land when the king is committed to cultivated fields. That is, a king should want to see the success of his country. No government on this side of eternity is going to be perfect, and until we are in the Lord's perfect kingdom, apart from sin forever, some government is better than no government at all. Even if you don't like whoever is, or whoever will eventually be president, Romans 13 tells us to be subject to those governing authorities. Paul actually wrote this when Nero, a famed persecutor of Christians, was on the throne. 
Furthermore, Paul likely knew that he would die at his hands. You see, all of this authority comes from God, and Proverbs 21.1 says that God directs the heart of the king like a water course. Might I suggest that God could be allowing any frustration and irritation with this world system as a means of getting you to let go of it? While much more could be said about this matter, remember, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. Verses 10 through 17 move towards addressing having the right view of riches. Verse 10 tells us clearly that you will never have enough because riches will never satisfy you. Verse 11 says that when the goods increase, so too do those who consume them. Those of you with kids know this very well. Seriously, when you have more wealth, the parasites will find you. You'll have more to manage and more will be expected of you. In short, more money, more problems. Verse 12 continues saying, riches will bring insomnia. Maybe it's the fear of losing it all in the market or theft. But Solomon says that the laborer does not have problems getting a good night's sleep. Verse 13 tells us that riches can be hoarded to our own hurt. He even calls this a grievous evil. Now, having money in itself is not evil. The question is, does the money have you? Money invested can create jobs and provide for others. And giving without compulsion shows that money and riches don't control your heart. Verse 14 tells us that money will disappear on you. Solomon also wrote Proverbs 23, 4 and 5 that says, Your money will sprout wings and fly away. How many of us know this to be true? Finally, verses 15 through 17 remind us of the end. When we die, we cannot take it with us, so we ought to invest now in things of eternity. He wraps up the matter with verses 18 and 20, turning the reader back to the divine perspective. While life may be short, it can be meaningful and joyous. We only find this mindset by loving and serving the Lord out of gratitude. If the Lord decides to give you wealth, remember that that too is a gift entrusted to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess oftentimes that we are quick to pray and ramble on and on. We thank you for reminding us to listen in your presence because you have a lot to show us. Let us have the right view of our rulers and submit to them according to your word. God, you have always provided for us. Sometimes you use money, sometimes you use people. Please keep the money from possessing our heart. Let us enjoy the life you've given us to love and serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, join us here Monday through Friday for more devotions from the Bible Fellowship family and on Sundays for our services streamed live on YouTube and Facebook. You can also join us in person on Sundays for service at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 6 p.m. for our evening service. Go to our website, www.bfcsebring.com, for the links to services, and be sure to download our new app. Have a blessed day.